Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) What's up? Welcome back, you cinnamon rollers. Hey, cinnamon rollers. What's up? Cinnamon. How are you guys? Do do you say cinnamon or cinnamon? (laughs) Are you a frustrated or a frustrated? (laughs) I cannot get behind a frustrated. I know. It really bothers you. Guys, I get it. FR, it's a hard sound. Yeah, it's like February. February. Yeah, it's February, not February. Yeah. All right, you guys are welcome. Have a great night. Um, let's go through some preamble items. Uh, Prambles. First and most important, we got to go baked good check-in. Of course. Uh, I love that in our little WAME community, yeah. our members-only community, we had a thread going about the Ted Lasso biscuits. Yeah, I also had some Ted Lasso communications DMs. on DMs. Got some yeah, DMs. some Insta DMs. Very excited that some of you found the recipe yourselves. Proud of you. Great job Googling. Way to have some initiative. Very proud of you that some of you took the time to make the biscuits and then realized this is crack in a yeah, glass it's, container. It's absolutely crack. Uh, we made a gluten-free version, which I think we talked about. Uh, I'm, I'm like... Gooey butter cake. Basically. I'm basically pushing this back on when I can make it again. Like it's that... Mm-hmm. It's just like, I just tear through mm-hmm. it. It's yeah. a vehicle to eat butter and sugar is yeah. all it is. It is interesting. Um, the scenario where even the gluten-free ones right. that were made, every time I would go in the kitchen to get myself a bar. There's one less. Was there one less or was there more than one less? Oh, I don't know. I don't keep track. There's not a tally board. Isn't there? Should be. <laughs> Uh, but I, I decided to make some lemon poppy seed muffins. So uh-huh. that, was I, that was my info. like, hey, don't make another batch of the Ted Lasso biscuits because those are fat. Uh, literal, because there's they're, a lot of butter yeah, in them. Yeah, that's just yeah. a fact. Um, but they're delicious. So I was like, oh, I'll make lemon poppy seed muffins. I love lemon poppy seed muffins. One of my favorite things ever as a kid, I remember, like getting a fresh lemon poppy seed muffin from a grocery store with like the crunchy sugar on top. And like the muffin top was just the so big sugar. and soft mm. and moist. Mm. It was just moist. Hey. Hey, look at me. No, no. No, no. Yeah. I know it's hard, but Mm -hmm. we don't use that word around here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I was like, oh, I'll make some. No, we're going to reclaim it. We're We're going to reclaim moist. moist. (laughs) (laughs) You cinnamon rollers are going to help us on a mission to reclaim the word moist. All right, guys. Welcome to our new podcast, Reclaiming Moist. (laughs) Even if it does mean, you know, even if it does give you innuendos, whatever. We're normalizing all moist things. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I tried my hand at making a batch of uh, lemon poppy seed muffins. Fun fact, most recipes involve yogurt which i did not know Whoa, that's how they get it so moist, moist. <laughs> we are not a yogurt household we both find yogurt disgusting yeah not a big yogurt fan uh gross just straight up why gross. are you choosing to eat that it's like yogurt? milk but oh solid? yeah yeah, yeah it's what like cottage doing? cheese what are you doing with your life what are you doing with cottage cheese <laughs> y'all don't uh, that, honestly this is how i feel about hard-boiled eggs though like oh, i honestly right. think something's wrong with you if you're yeah eating. i get it like a lot of people like them yeah but, like, i like them but we don't have them because I know how distressing they are to it's you. It's so distressing. <laughs> yeah. Why are you eating that? Yeah, yeah. It smells like farts. Stop eating that. <laughs> My mom used to make hard-boiled eggs all the time. We just always, a, they were like a staple in our in, fridge. In a, a, an ob, what's a 3D, like, oblong? Yeah. What's that? Uh, okay. <laughs> you know the shape I'm talking about, like an oblong? Is that a shape? Yeah. It's like uh-huh. an irregular sphere, right? Right. What's the 3D version of that? A 3D oblong. <laughs> like an egg? <laughs> Are you describing an egg? 
Okay, anyway, I made lemon poppy seed muffins. That is a 3D oblong shaped fart. That's <laughs> what you're eating. Okay, gross. Uh, I made lemon poppy seed muffins. I would say they turned out mediocre. They looked fine, but in yeah. flavoring and taste, like they needed more sugar. They weren't very sweet. I just think you always do this to yourself. You create these like confections and uh-huh. then you compare them to like the store well, yeah, version I know. where they just I know. pour butter and sugar I in know, it. I know, I know, I know. But I just wanted to try it and it's the first time I've ever made them so I'll make them again. Mm-hmm. I did make them gluten-free on the Mediocre Baking Series on Instagram. Those came out just awful. Oh, uh, those were bad. That's because they were gluten-free. Everything gluten-free. First time you try and make it, terrible. First time. You got to do like seven more tries. So anyway, that was the latest in the baking endeavors. That catches you guys up on where I'm at in my life. And you made me biscuits on Saturday. I did make you biscuits. Next up, though, is croissants. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Croissant. Croissant. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty solid for you. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to try and make a recipe from YouTube that's like super simplified because croissants are very difficult to make. Uh, so I'll let you guys know how my croissants come out when I finish making those. <laughs> now, update from your side, less about baked goods, more about health. Yeah. We're Let's fu- keep it short, Carol. Okay. Yeah. This is what she said to me before said, we started recording. You said, Jason said, Lord, do you want to update everybody on your dad and your health and everything? And I was like, yes, but I just don't want to prattle on about it. Yeah. So the long and short of it is, did we even update everyone on the shingles? We did No, because we had recorded before, before. last week. Guys, I got shingles again. Oof. Not cool. For those of you who don't know, Caroline got shingles in 2018. 18. Late late 2018, I got it yeah. for the first time. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's just the chickenpox virus stays in your body after you have it when you're a kid, and it can resurface in adulthood in the form of a very painful nerve. I mean, it shows up a little bit differently for everyone, but like yeah. nerve pain and eventually a rash that turns out to be very itchy. Anyway, the first time I had it was very bad. I mean, it was like I had four to be weeks on, of misery. I had to be on pain medication. Yeah, it was, it was so bad. four weeks of misery. Yeah, um, and then what's scary about that is that was sort of the precursor into my 2019 anxiety saga, which we, I've mentioned many, many times on here, which was very trying. And so I'll be honest, when it sort of sprang back up again, like, I mean, I hate to overuse the word triggering, but it's very triggering yeah, because yeah. you're just like, holy crap like am i strapping in for the long haul here but anyway um the good news about it is that i within the second day of feeling this like tingling sensation on the exact same spot i got it in 2018 but on the other side of my body fun fact about shingles you typically only get it on one side of your body yeah human bodies are weird weird the second day i was sort of like what is this and we were in the middle of watching movies classic movie night and i which we'll get to don't you and i was like jason pause the movie and i was like this is shingles. I need to trust my intuition and trust my body. I was talking myself out of it. I yeah. was like, it's just this or it's that. Yeah. And I was like, nope, this is what it is. I'm going to set up an urgent care appointment. We got the antivirals. And so the earlier you treat it, the more it kind of, um, the, the better, basically. Like it prevents further flare up or whatever yeah and so the good news is i think i caught it early yes and i think my immune system is a lot better this time around i think you weren't dealing with as much stress and we also weren't pushing through every day exactly so i just really rested hard and tried to do all my good self-care things and so far the pain is still here but the rash has not showed up knock, knock on wood. wood everyone knock on, wood. knock on wood even if you're driving pull over find some wood knock on it for even us then i've i've finished the antiviral so anyway i hope that that stays that way and hopefully within the next like week or two it'll just very slowly disappear yeah um so that's the health update but of course you know that's not not the most fun thing to add on top of the old 2021 curveball yeah soup (laughs) 
because... Hi, ma'am. Do you want the curveball soup? Oh, what's in it? We won't tell you until it shows up. Yeah, that's the part. That's the whole thing of curveball soup. Um, And so dad is still in the hospital. Um, He was doing like... He was diagnosed with COVID at the beginning of the year. Oh, for those of you who don't know. Had to go to hospital for like, what, a day? No, he didn't. They didn't even admit him. So he went to emergency room the first time. They sent him home. He was recovering at home for a couple of weeks, and then his doctor said, "You need to go back to the hospital and actually be admitted this time." So he has been in there for a couple of weeks, and he's just like was slowly kind of recovering each day. He was doing a little bit better at the end of last week. They were trying to titrate his oxygen down so that he could get to the place where he could just be on oxygen at home. Right, and. Mind you, he's he's not, like, intubated or anything. Like, he's, like, a, you know, he, he can't walk around, really. But he's, right. like, in good spirits and is still his same self, which I'm very grateful for. But then he had a bunch of pain on Saturday. Turns out he has a new bout of pneumonia, which we are which calling pneumonia. I, let's be clear. We are not calling that. You and your <laughs> pun-loving, bad pun-loving family are calling we pneumonia. We really like dad jokes in our yeah. family. So this is the pneumonia. Yeah. And, um... So now we have to treat that. And then it's basically like four steps backwards, which, again, is just sucky. But you try to be grateful for the fact that he's still, still okay. Yeah. And, and it, it just, could have been much worse. Like yeah. there were – Saturday was very scary because there was a long list of things that the pain could have been caused yeah. by. And of all the options, bacterial pneumonia was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know you're in a place when – when we found out it was bacteria and ammonia, we were like, okay, all right. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, all right, great. Yeah, yeah. Great, yeah. great news. Look anyway. at Denzel moment. Okay, all okay, right, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So that's what's going on with us, and we're and we know, just dealing yeah. with it the best we can. And we know you guys are dealing with your own things. Everyone's got their own problems, their own issues, their own medical stuff, their own family things. Natural disasters. If you were in Texas, you are, you are in it right yeah. now. Yeah, and it's just – I think we just share all this – because number one, we want this podcast to be real. We don't want to just pretend yeah. every week, like, here's some business chat. La 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 la. Everything is great and moist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel free to remix that for you guys for your own yeah. uh, podcast intro. Um, but to share the real of what's going on and then also just to let people know that this is just life, right? I mean, this is just the, you know, no one's life is perfect. It may look perfect on social media. It may look perfect in newsletters or on YouTube videos or whatever, but it's not. And everybody goes through this stuff. So, yeah. And I mean, when I think back to 2020, like all things considered, we got out pretty unscathed and, you know, a lot of people didn't. And so your, your really shitty time might have been all of last year right? or, you know, or, you know, like I dealt with anxiety in 2019. It could have been two years ago, whatever. We all have these moments or seasons in life where it's just crappy and you just got to do everything you can to take care of yourself through that time to deal with it day by day. And yeah, like Jason said, we just, we never want to be the people who gloss over it or try to pretend like everything's fine. And we're not the type of people to separate business from life. Like we're humans first. And so we share that with you guys. Now, speaking of keeping it real. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just when you said that, I thought it would be a I cool understand. segue. Go ahead. Speaking of real. Right. The word You're saying the word real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? What? Have you guys? <laughs> do you? What do you guys know about Instagram reels? Wow. What a moist tie-in. <laughs> okay. Remember when I said we're bringing back moist? Yes. I we're think, reclaiming I it. I think you're going too hard. You think so? That's how you reclaim it. Okay. You go. Can we work up to it? I am. You're like, 
you know, minute right, for so minute on the moist drops right I understand. now. <laughs> I understand. So tell me about these moist Instagram reels you've been watching. No, okay. I was more just saying let's set up the episode. Yeah, yeah. The whole point of this episode is actually a topic that we thought is top of mind for a lot of online content creators or business owners, and that is just – the idea of what do you do when these like shiny new social networks come along? We're talking the clubhouses of the world. We're talking the TikToks of the world. We're talking or even a feature, a feature yeah. like Instagram Reels, which is, you know, just a knockoff of TikTok. We get it. We get it, Instagram. Yeah. Um, but when something new shows up, how do you decide whether to try it? Yeah. How do you decide whether to integrate it into your content strategy? Um how and so we just thought it would be an interesting topic of conversation because there's no definitive answer but we are going to share with you some of the questions we ask ourselves when considering kind of bringing a new feature or app into the fold yeah yeah i, I think for me this has evolved over the years because early on and i was very early on social media as we've talked about many times i was always willing to sign up for anything. So like even when like Snapchat came out and people were like disappearing photos, I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just check this out. Signed up, had an account immediately. And I was like, okay, great. But not for me. You know, it's just like, I don't need another thing. I'm already sharing photos on Instagram, Facebook and Flickr at the time, you know? <laughs> and, and that's fine. Like that, that's, that's kind of the way that I thought about things was like, let's just sign up, always check it out. And that's evolved for me over the years where now I'm less of let me sign up and, and check it out and more ask the question, like, what is this app for? So based around the topic of this podcast, like, what is it all for? What am I going to do with this app? And so when TikTok came out, for me specifically, it just is a time waster. It's like, this is just a really great way to watch a lot of content very quickly that can be extremely well produced. It can be very well done, but it is just a time waster. And for me, I don't need a time waster in my life. I already have that with plenty of other things. And also the time that I want to waste, I want to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it just never made sense for me to use TikTok or to sign up for it. or And there was no business objective for me. I have so many thoughts. I'm now just realizing yeah. okay. that like this could be a longer episode. Uh-oh. Well, we said we, we wanted should... to be short. God, we didn't even give a structure. This is going to be a, this is going to be exciting. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to stop you there. I, because I think the first topic I want to talk about is this idea of, is it worth checking things out? Yeah. You know, like, do you just hop on just to see? Right. Because I am a firm believer. It's, it's, it's not a cut and dry answer for me. My answer is sort of yes. Like I think, I think having a posture and an approach of curiosity and just trying to understand something is definitely the way to go. But you have to be mindful of, do I even have time to check this out right Absolutely. now? So that's kind of what you're saying is like, do that double double check of like, okay, is this even a platform that I think could be useful to my business? Maybe you maybe you don't know the answer to that question until you get on there, which is fine. Yeah. But just doing that little quick gut check of like, okay, does this even feel like something that could be a valuable, you know investment of my time just on its face just yeah. from understanding what the app does i think there's another really interesting distinction here just between our two personalities and i think those of you listening you probably venture one way or the other between the two of us so i'm the type of person who can juggle a lot and i can switch in cost very easily right so for me I can sign up for a clubhouse, a TikTok or whatever. Yep. I can check it out. I can whatever. And then I can immediately switch to something else and yep. I'm just out of it. But for you, and a lot of times you don't sign up for things early, I think because of that. Absolutely. The switching cost is so high. You're going to want to get into it. You're going to want to learn it. You're going to want to you know, do all those things. And so between the two of us, I'm always the one that signs up for stuff first. 
but I also abandon it really quick yeah. because I just know like it's got no place in my life. I'm, I'm moving on. Yeah. And so I think it's really interesting if, if you know that about yourself, which type of person are you? Are you the person who can have like really good switching costs and so you can just like jump around to things? Or is that troubling for you and you find yourself always checking on a new thing and then everything else falls to the right, wayside? Right, getting absorbed by it. Then and you then... need to tell yourself, I'm not getting on this yet. I got to right. like get all the other things figured out. So I just thought that was a nice little yeah. side. And I do two things I want to touch on there is priorities. And then I also want to touch on early adopter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are my keywords. Yeah. So the first thing is priorities. What you're, what you just said, I think you have to know if you are in a place with your business priorities, which is what you're saying, where you can bring another thing into the fold. So like, mm-hmm. If I go on there and I do decide this is going to be valuable to my business, I have to really be cautious about looking at my things on my plate and saying, do I actually have time for this? Yeah. And if the answer is no, but I still really want to do it, what is going to be sacrificed in order for me to go hard on TikTok or whatever? The problem that happens is that we as entrepreneurs, we think we can just like, we have this container, this like fishbowl, which is like our time. And we just think we're, we just think we're gonna keep stuffing things in there, little like sandcastle, more and more, or it's like chubby bunny, you know, stuff, okay. stuffing marshmallows okay. in your mouth, and you're like, oh, just one more, yeah, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like, I can't actually, yeah. and that's burnout, you know. Yeah. But I think it's important to ask yourself that as you bring on one more thing to try to add to your content strategy, do you actually have time for that thing? Uh, a small addendum to this, because I think it's really important what you just said, and then what I'm saying may not be important, but I wanted to make sure that people knew that I wasn't saying what I was going to say was important, <laughs> is that there's a real fine line between, oh, I have time to check this thing out, and I'm going to move time from something else to this other thing, as opposed to, no, I'm currently working on something, and it's not working yet. I'm going to abandon it to go to shiny new thing. Right. So it's really important. Let's just give a concrete example. If you are someone who is trying to learn Pinterest marketing, and you're just trying to get really good at posting stuff on Pinterest, maybe you're tired of Instagram and all that, and you just want to like move over to Pinterest. But things aren't working for you yet. You don't have a process. You're not seeing much growth. Any of those things. And a TikTok comes along, and you're like, okay, well, maybe that'll be the thing. Mm-hmm. The problem is you have not given the Pinterest marketing strategy enough of a try and now you're abandoning something you've already put time into Mm -hmm. that you had a strategy for for a new thing Mm -hmm. that you have no idea if it'll work Mm -hmm. and also that is not a proven thing tiktok in this example of working for your business Mm -hmm. so it's like you're using pinterest to market your business using tiktok to market your business unless it's a real good fit for the type of content that gets popular on pinterest or on tiktok is not the right move to make right so i think there's just this like fallacy of this is popular i should go here with my business and i will do well kind of trend hopping absolutely yeah that actually parlays into my next point did that you I want w- an early adopter did you early adopter that's yeah, it okay, great. yeah so let's just add a huge caveat to all of this which is that we are seven figure <laughs> business experts who know everything have learned everything and any parenting advice you need we got you. <laughs> you moist <laughs> Thank cinnamon you. rollers. You, you finished my sentence. Um, <laughs> the thing that I wanted to point out is that we are clearly not people who have built a business off of trends. So if you if you are like, I don't know, I really like TikTok and I know that some people have, you know, done really well on it, then go learn from them for yeah. sure. Um, we're not saying it can't work, okay? But the thing I wanted to point out is I think a lot of these new social platforms, when they pop up, people like to jump on them early because they think that there's this, to, to use a term from Gary Vee, an attention arbitrage, right? Yeah. 
new platforms means there's less people there, means that it's a little bit easier to cut through the noise and get a following really fast. This is why people can join TikTok and get hundreds of thousands of followers overnight because one of their TikToks goes viral, right? And that's very attractive to people who, you know, on a more mature platform like Instagram, it's a little harder to break through. You see everybody who's, you know, in a similar niche as you is already on there and you just feel like, how am I ever going to stand out? So you go to these new, more nascent platforms to try and get an early following. But I think that it's important to recognize that that could be a little bit of an inflated you know, result, result, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's, it's like, is, are all these people following me because they actually like my content or all the, all these people to following me because it's a new platform and there's, it's just, that's the way that the numbers are working right now. Yeah. And you run the risk of blowing up this huge following of people who are not truly invested in you or your content. Yeah. And it makes me think of something interesting that I started seeing, which is, <clears throat> excuse me. A couple of creators that I know on Instagram and that I follow on Instagram started posting on TikTok, I think just out of curiosity and probably similar to what I said, wanting to use this time frame of early adoption to get a bigger following because Instagram, it's harder to to see growth. And both of them have made comments in their Instagram stories about how the comments and like the way that something they have posted on Instagram is received is so different to the way that something has been received on on TikTok to the point where the comments on TikTok are so brutal. They're, they're being completely like taken out of context. Like people are being super rude to them. And I'm not saying that this is true across right. TikTok, of course. But it made me think, I, just a reminder that these platforms, all platforms are not created equal. Like you have to think of, <clears throat> okay, TikTok Let's just say that that is true and that maybe the the interactions that are happening on TikTok are so much more surface level because you're flicking through videos and you're not spending a lot of time with people because there's this, this viral growth, right? So you're yep. seeing all these like random people come into your For You page and maybe you follow them, maybe you don't. Let's just say that is true. And I think there's some truth to that. It's like, would you trade the quick accelerated growth on TikTok, even if it meant that all those followers didn't actually care about you and actually would write really mean things in your comments and wouldn't want to follow your business journey? And if you did show up with vulnerability, they would be mean to you. Like I'm just saying, yeah. not all followers are created equal. Yeah. I think the other really, 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 really important thing here is the elephant in the room on any social media app. Is it actually helping you reach business goal that you can track and measure. And I, I, I've stood by this for many years as someone who built an entire business around being on social media and seeing the value of it and the non-value of it and seeing the differences in all the different platforms. And to me, this is the thing where it's like, if you're a business owner and you're using Instagram to, you know, get new clients or sell your products or whatever, and you're thinking, Oh, I can go to TikTok and I can get in front of a lot more people. Who are the examples that you can find that are doing and reaching your business objectives there. And if there are not those examples, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, you're not gonna be the one that just all of a sudden broke through and made that happen. It's because the platform is not set up to do that. And I think that's the really important thing that has always stuck with me as I've looked at any of these new platforms is, I'm using these things for business mostly. And at this point, like I'm comfortable with Instagram being my only platform where I connect with people and like look at photos and like that's that's fine. 
anything for business, I have to be able to see a return on the time. And yes, I want the connection and I believe in like the social currency and all that, but I need to be able to see some type of business result. And if not, it is not worth my time because time is so finite and so limited. Yeah. Here's the thing I'll say about that, which I have a little bit of a different view on it. I think, I think you're absolutely right to always be asking yourself, what is the business return of this? However, sometimes it's, it's very hard with social media to tie a direct return to it. I think the way to, I think the more appropriate question with that is, do I have, can I set a business goal? Is it sit, like, do I even have an offer? Some people are just trying to grow, you know, audiences without even an offer, yeah. you know? So it's like, first let's start with what is the business goal? But the way that I think about it a little bit differently than you of, is this new platform going to, you know, return on my business goals is that sometimes you have to experiment to find that out. Absolutely. And so it's about choosing a platform that you know you're doing it because you do want to experiment. You know you're doing it for yourself to find out if this is going to have a business return and you're not doing it because you're afraid of missing out. Right. So that's the big thing that I want people to know is like do it on your terms, not because you think that everyone's doing it and so you have to. Yeah. Now, that said, another keyword. Okay. I've been thinking about this lately as it relates to Instagram Reels because for the longest time, we sort of had this this mentality of Instagram Reels and TikTok and all this stuff is like, we're doing plenty. Right. Like, we can't fit another thing in and it just... I, I was not in a moment to be prepared to try and figure out Reels. So that's fine. Um, I, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon just because everyone else is, right? Then I hit this moment where I became curious and I wanted to see what it was all about. So so definitely pay attention to when you're in a mental place to be able to then dive in. But I've been thinking about this idea lately of like, is there something to be said? I still believe in fo- like not letting FOMO rule your, rule your life. But is there something to be said for also keeping in the back of your mind? The world is always going to change. Of course. Media is always going to change. There are always going to be new apps and old apps are going to fall away. So there does have to be a little bit of this element of being adaptable to where the media landscape is moving. Now, all of that said, I think you have so much more time than we pretend that we have for that, right? So like, for example, you could, if you really wanted to, start an Instagram from scratch today and still have an effective community there. You wouldn't grow crazy numbers. I mean, you still could, but you could absolutely still grow a meaningful following on Instagram starting from scratch today, right? So it's like this idea of FOMO of like, oh, TikTok is like the moment's going to be over soon. No, if it's going to be around, it's going to be around for a while. So this is my my thing about social media too, which is just 90% of it is ephemeral. You invest this time, you put something out there. It's someone scrolls past it. It's gone. You, you can't get any of that time back. It's just never going to reward you for that time invested, right? And that's okay. That that can actually be something very worthwhile to spend your time on because you really enjoy it. You want to post the stories. Right, but let's just also be honest. Like, Even though this piece of content feels ephemeral, someone has an interaction with that content and it's like a deposit in their trust bank of your brand. Totally, totally. So that exists. It's not like it's not like it's nothing. Yeah. I think the thing that, that we we tend to come back to a lot in our discussions of social media together, and this is just my experience in the past couple of years 
emailing thousands of people, working with tons of people and wandering aimfully, like all this stuff is so many of the people that I interact with personally who want to get on social and want to have social plans don't have the foundation of everything else set up. Absolutely. So that is why I'm always so hesitant to tell anyone to do anything with social because they don't have a clear offering of the thing that they sell. They don't have positioning set up to attract their ideal audience. They don't have organic search traffic content going. They don't have an email newsletter where they control the flow of information to a subscriber who's interested in what they're doing. They don't have a marketing plan so they know how they're getting new people to find them. They don't have a consistent sales strategy so they know what, okay, when am I going to be getting revenue and what's that going to look like? They don't have a fulfillment and customer service. Like it's all of those things. Yeah. What people have, are, are doing, and it's not any fault of yours if you're listening to this and this is what you've done, is you see the shiny success of any social media app. it's so visible. Because it's so visible. It's so easy to see the numbers and the success and whatever. And you go, that's where I start. Because I'm going to grow an audience there. I'm going to get 10,000 followers on Instagram. And guess what? I'll make a product for them and then they'll buy it. They'll just buy it. How many of those have you even tried, person listening to this? How many of those mindset things, those actual exercises and none of it has bore any business fruit for you. And so that's why I have so many of these like caveats when it comes Absolutely. to doing this. And and it's why I think I come off a little bit as a curmudgeon when it comes to this. But it's funny because I'm also one of the first people to ever download any of these apps. Yeah. Because I'm very curious. And I think that's a big part of what you're talking about too is you got to be adaptable to change. You got to be adaptable to things. Like I remember when Instagram first came out and I was just like, why are we all posting pictures of our food? You know? Filtered, weird, well, vignetted. Like plates of food. Yeah. And it's just, and it's funny because it evolved obviously way beyond that into something else. And now it's my favorite platform to use. And that was many years ago. And I think that what you were saying about these platforms are going to be around for a while. And so if you're going to use them, at least have an intention of, okay, I'm going to see if this is successful, not in like the first week that I'm spending time on it, but I see it as a strategy to use to build connection and trust with people. So, okay, how do I measure that? I measure that by, am I getting DMs from people? Am I having Mm -hmm. conversations in the comments with people? Great. If I'm not doing that, then guess what's not happening? I'm not building trust with people. Mm-hmm. Um, am I getting you know more email subscribers or more customers or whatever? Like again, you got to be able to see some return on the time that you're spending on these things. Otherwise, you're spinning your wheels on a bunch of new shiny objects all the time. Yeah. Well, let's move into. I'm just curious of your own personal experience with like Clubhouse because I haven't checked sure. out Clubhouse, but yeah. you have. And then I, um, I just recently re-downloaded TikTok just as like a viewer, not not creating TikToks, but I've gotten into Instagram Reels. So yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll just kind of talk about it. If yeah. you're somebody who just like still has not gotten on these platforms, um, and you're just kind of interested on what's a person's firsthand experience from them. Yeah. Again, we are in very early stages of just like exploration. Totally. And and I think so. so, We're not here to give you any like hot clubhouse tips. Yeah. Well, well, when clubhouse came out, uh, you know, I quickly got the idea of it. It's like these audio only chat rooms essentially. Right. And these are led by people, speakers who kind of like have the mic and they talk about different topics and you can kind of listen in and they can bring other people up to the stage. And it's really kind of like listening to a live podcast interview is really what it is. And the app, it's a great experience. They've done a really good job with the app. Um, I've listened to many podcasts where they've talked about Clubhouse and they've all said the exact same thing, which is like Clubhouse could not have come at a better time than in 2020 mm-hmm. when like everyone's home more, you've got your devices next to you, you, you know, you want something, listen. 2021. Well, no, I'm saying it started in 2020. Yeah, yeah, through the pandemic. Like everyone working from home. Really? I only saw it kind of like blow up, I feel like. 
when at the beginning of this year no um, yeah no but it's it's been around for you know through the end of 2020 for sure yeah um and i remember like i got an invite like super early yeah. on to it and i was just like oh, i'm not interested but anyway uh the app experience the is app great. experience is great uh, i do think it's a really interesting mechanism for consuming content that's like kind of different and unique than that has been around before so i like that um my personal thing though is like it's just like I would rather listen to podcasts mm-hmm. because they're more thoughtful. They're mm-hmm. more thought through. They're usually better production quality. And and I'm totally kind of one of these nerds that like I like the way that things sound. Like when I hear someone do an interview with someone, I can clearly tell they're either using their laptop mic or they're using like a Blue Yeti. Ugh, don't get me started. <laughs> I, I just am like, I, yeah, it takes me out of it. You know, mm-hmm. I can't really concentrate on it. But anyway... I think the experience of Clubhouse is really interesting. I think the concept of it is very interesting where, again, like I throw a word of caution to anybody who's thinking about using is like, what are you going to get out of this? Like, what is, what is the goal of you using this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know Shabelli, who I think listens to our podcast. She's a Wayne hey, member. Um, she, she hosts a weekly hand lettering and calligraphy chat. That's cool. Yeah. And, and I think that it's a really interesting way for her to say, I want to connect with this group of people and I want to host this chat. Now, I don't know if she has any business objectives. I think she's just doing it for fun from the conversations we've had. And, and that's cool. Like to me, that's like, great. You're just experimenting. You're in that, that fun phase. For me personally, I've continued to think like, okay, what could we do with it? You know, like we could do a a members only chat where like we have like a private room and we can invite just Wayne members only to like do like a Q and A every once in a while. But I'm like, I I would rather just do it on like a YouTube video or you know whatever. And and so for me, it always comes up to that's the part I can't figure out. This is when you were trying to describe the app for me. I was like, try to describe what it is because I have I have not downloaded it. And and you were describing it to me, and I'm like. I, I get what you're saying about the like collaborative podcasting, I guess. But yeah. the thing I keep coming back to is like, it's a live conversation. Yeah. And so I was like, you mean like a webinar? Like, I, you know, if I went to like a summit or a webinar or whatever, where there's people talking, uh, that's what it is. Like, f- that's what it seems like to me without yeah. the video. Yeah, it's just absolutely. like a sign into an app and listen to people talk on a topic. Yep. But it's this interesting, for me, it lives in an interesting place where it's, not as passive as a podcast i feel like right for some reason it's more like a panel like if you right. imagine like a panel at a conference yeah. yeah but there's something about that that feels like can can you just listen to it passively yeah of course yeah so i have not once tried to like speak in any of these things okay that also stresses me out i'm an introvert <laughs> and the idea of going into like a clubhouse room or whatever and people being able to see like like i don't feel like there's enough lurking potential oh there's plenty of lurking you can lurk also i've never and unless someone like calls on you well that's the thing i've listened to probably like 20 different i've been in 20 different like clubhouse rooms (laughs) and i've never once had them heard them like call anybody up to the stage and they like it's been weird like not once stressful but then again like you know i don't know maybe it happens it's like anything else like this is like the time that i signed up for a live workshop and (laughs) i clicked the zoom link because i got the email you wanted to be a participant in it yes you guys i just i never do this i signed up to like watch a workshop and i got the email with the zoom link and it 
so it was a link it was like one of those workshops where people are on video and yeah. i was like give a girl a heads up <laughs> i was like i never clicked out of something so fast i saw my own face and i was like ah! <laughs> i was like get out of here uh, but anyway quick way to just get me out of your yeah, yeah. sphere on the internet i was like i don't trust you yeah, anymore yeah, yeah yeah that is a mean trick you gotta give people a heads up you gotta say hey fyi it's gonna cue you into video you don't yeah. have to be anyway yeah. i was terrible yeah so you know the thing about clubhouse is do I think it's going to be a lasting thing? I don't. I think it's a feature, not an actual app. Uh -huh. Like, I, I think that this, like, audio chat room thing, like, maybe they're just the first and they've got the most attention for it, but I think it's actually easily replaceable by Facebook, Instagram, et cetera. They're all working on clones mm -hmm. of it anyway. I don't know. Maybe people will stay with it because the actual interface is really nice and, like, they've already accrued, like, you know, we have a couple of friends who've already got, like, tens of thousands of followers on there. Exactly but, what we were talking about earlier. Right. You're an early adopter, exactly. so you get that inflated number and you're like, oh. But what's happening with those? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. Like, I know we're in an attention economy and attention is currency now, but for what? Yeah. You, you know, like... Uh, I could easily start uh, a mediocre baking YouTube channel tomorrow and I could get a bunch of subscribers, but for what? Like, I'm not going to make a cookbook. I'm yeah. not trying, like... Unless you want to do sponsored stuff, yeah. which we, you know, is we, not our cup of tea. No, I've already been down that You've road. You've done like, that Yeah, and I know, uh, like, how much work that is and it's just, yeah, there's just so many things to that. But, yeah, I think the whole Clubhouse experience, you know, I love the way that just the example Chevelle uses it to, like, create this connection, create this community. And if you're not getting that somewhere else, like on Instagram, or Facebook or, or wherever else you want, then it's probably a really great place. And, and also if you like talking, if you like having conversations with people, then it's a really great app for that. I think for us, this, this is where it comes back to, we could do a great job on there. We could host like mini unboring business coaching stuff. Like I had already thought through like all these different things we mm -hmm. could do. But it's just one more thing to do yeah. that we don't need to do. Yeah. And, and I think that's the thing where as... Well, do you think it'd be different if you know, Wayne revenue was stalling and we just like didn't know. Yeah. You I know, think, would yeah. you maybe throw it into the mix to try? I think that's a really good point. We, what we've done is with... not everyone, sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just yeah. saying it's important to remember that, you know, not everyone listening to this podcast has reached a place in their business where they are making enough money to sustain the business long-term. So they're searching for the opportunities. Great. And so that's So you guys different... don't have like a whole warehouse full of money like we do that we swim through. <laughs> Uh, also, just so you it's guys know, it's all just gold coins. Yeah, we to, do like, shower before up. and after, uh, just to like, keep it clean. To do yeah. That, yeah. Um, no, I think it's a really good point. I, I do think that uh, it's interesting though, because I think back to two years ago. Obviously, Clubhouse didn't exist and whatever. But right. two years ago, we were at a place where Wandering Gameplay was not making enough revenue. Right. But here's what we did because we recorded a podcast about this yep. called Slow and Steady. If you want to go back and listen to it, and what did we say? We said we're going to double down on the things that we know have the most impact. And we also had a plan. Yeah, exactly. Our plan was create, keep creating content on Instagram, keep sending out helpful email newsletters, keep putting out yeah. helpful YouTube videos. Yeah, we stuck to the things that we knew and not tried to hinge our hopes to this you know, wild card that we thought could get us there faster. That's Absolutely. the point you're trying to make. Absolutely. And and so, yes, if you're a business owner listening to this and you've tried Instagram for a while, you've tried Pinterest for a while, you've tried an email newsletter for a while, you've written a bunch of foundation articles, you have a really good offer, it's positioned well, your customer service is dialed in should it need to have happen, absolutely give Clubhouse a try and start experimenting with it. But if you don't have all those things dialed in, 
getting on Clubhouse, spending a bunch of hours and building the following there is not going to solve your business problems. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like the unsexy answer mm -hmm. that most people won't give because they're like, guys, new marketing idea, get on Clubhouse, start a room, build an audience. Yes, but also that takes away from all the foundational business stuff yep. that if it is not working and you have not put in the time to do that, just getting on Clubhouse is not going to solve your problems. Just getting on TikTok is not going to solve your problems. Yeah. You're using a lot of hand gestures on the couch and it's yeah. stressing me out. Oh, God. Just like. Yeah. You're like karate chopping the yeah. the couch and I just need you to not do that. Moist. 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 <laughs> okay. Your, Those are your moist, moist chops. quotient just went up. Those are moist chops. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's my thoughts on, on Clubhouse. And, cool. I and, just, I, I did like, we hadn't even really talked about yeah. your experience with it. So I liked hearing about it. Yeah. And I, I will say I've yet to start a room myself. I've yet to even speak in anything, but it's mostly just because I, I'm not interested in doing it. Like I yeah. have other things I want to spend my time doing, which give me more of a sense of return than doing those things would. Um, might we try something with it? I don't know. Maybe. I have a question. Yeah, sure. Do ahead. people do just like speeches by themselves? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, sh I'm doing but a talk at this time. Like, yeah. come show. But it's more about the collaborative nature because that's what helps bring people into a room to make it bigger. Okay. Yeah. And how many people are talking in a room at, at a given oh, time? Oh, it varies. Like, some it's like two speakers and then some it's like 40 speakers. See, now you're kind of, now I'm kind of like, the curiosity is killing me. I just yeah. want to like, yeah. you know, understand what the experience is totally. just to be able to like. Well, you can grab my phone after this and you can like check out a room and just listen in and don't worry, they're not going to call you up to the stage. Actually, Jason, that was a trick question. I have a lot of other things that I have to do nice. today and I'm going to set a boundary and say, today's not the day where I learn Clubhouse. Today <laughs> is the day where I finish the curriculum that I've been trying to switching finish costs. for three days. Because switching costs. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about Instagram reels so we'll flip the uh script uh over here God, this would have been a great clubhouse don't you think yeah <laughs> people could have asked us live questions and whatever uh then it would have been six hours long instead of 40 minutes or right. whatever uh okay so instagram reels I, I think what's really interesting about talking about spending more time on instagram reels is just giving people a little bit of backstory of how we've used instagram in the past and then why we decided to use instagram reels okay um instagram for us is the icing on the cake always. So it's important to know like where it falls on the priority list. It's at the bottom. Yeah. And that's because we invest in our email list. We invest in our paying members yep. and making the, that's kind of like the core of our strategy is make our curriculum and our product really good so that our members are happy and stay and that they tell other people that they like the product and then build out an email newsletter. That's how we get our sales for our two launches that we do a year. Um, and so that's the core of the strategy. Now, you know, we have a content strategy on the back end of that, which is, you know, writing articles, bringing traffic to our website, getting people on the email newsletter. And then the social piece of it is really about reinforcing the other content that we create, um, maintaining trust with people, getting people to know our personalities so that you know, somebody might basically sign up for our email newsletter, then go follow us on Instagram to see if they like jive with everything that we're about. And then that might lead them to, you know, join Wandering Infly whenever we do our launch. So that's yeah. kind of like where it sits in our thing. But when, when stuff gets tough or if we get even close to burning out or if we have too much on our plate, social is the first thing to go. Yep. And that is because we have built a business where we don't have to be on social in order to make enough money. Um, and we've done that very intentionally. However, we do like the connection that it brings. We do like helping people on there. We do like 
and we do acknowledge that that's sometimes how people discover us. So if we have the bandwidth, we like to be consistent with it. But if we, for instance, get shingles and our dad's in the hospital with COVID, it, it can go. <laughs> it can go. Yeah. Now, that being said, we really pulled back, I would say, um, you know, we've been kind of on and off throughout this past year as it's been yep. a, a, an emotional roller coaster. Around the beginning of the year, I started feeling like, you know, I really want to show up on social again. I think I have the bandwidth. Again, this is pre-dad and all that stuff. Um, And then very quickly, I had to go back off, right? Because all this stuff happened in my life. And I was like, you know what? I still, like, I really, I felt this draw to want to be there. But I was like, if I'm going to create content, I want to feel inspired. And I just didn't feel inspired about social anymore. I knew exactly what I could do in order to grow our audience, get more engagement, because I've done it before. Well, so let's talk about that for a second. So we we actually sat down, you were thinking through like some post ideas and some story ideas. And so we, we have, I don't know how many posts, hundreds of posts on, on our water gameplay account. You've done a bunch of stories, hundreds of stories, and we kind of know the formula of what could work. And we know the type of content that gets interaction and gets people to save for and us, to share. You know, like yeah, relative. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're not going for explosive growth. No. We don't care about viral growth. We're just looking for like consistent, like reaching the right people doing those things. And so I think as you sat down and thought through those different post ideas and story ideas, it's like, great. But also I've done this for the past two and a half years. I, like I want to mix it up personally. Exactly. Like I knew. Also, I think the time when we had been the most consistent with social was like a year ago. It was like maybe February, January, February of 2020 before everything. Yeah. Um, and can, being consistent with it, I knew exactly the process for creating the content Um, experimenting with different, you know, formats and like seeing it grow. But I just, yeah, like you said, I just wasn't inspired to do it anymore. Um, I needed something different to spark my creativity. And so I think that's where the seed of it was born for me, was just a desire to express myself creatively. Yeah. And we also had a chat. Do you remember as you were like, you know, what can I, and I said, what if we just removed every barrier except for one, which is fun? Yeah. Like how could making content on instagram no matter what post stories reels whatever yeah just be fun right and you were like and i it, it was funny because like i remember the conversation like there was like a physical resistance <laughs> so you were like hold on wait a second what like just fun and it was like yeah let, like it's just be fun and then you came around to it and you're like yeah what if it was just fun yeah and it just not that like i had the realization before you did but i think it's like removing the pressure for us yeah of and I, maybe you guys can relate to this too of like everything I do with my business, I, it has to have some type of return. And I'm the return monster in well, this Well, that's what equation. I was saying is that's kind of interesting going back to our previous conversation because that's the caveat to that, right? Which is like, yes, you need to be mindful of what is this doing for my business. However, if you are in a place where you're like, okay, my business is making enough money, like maybe the answer is you can just try it and just see what happens for fun. But exactly. only you can make that decision. Exactly. And and also, I think it's really important. We try and caveat this as much as possible. Success is defined by you. Absolutely. So your enough number, your whatever, it could be that you're making $3,000 a month in your business. And that is enough for you. And yep. you're like, great, cool. I can play around with TikTok. Yep. And that's fine because you, you've earned that based on your own specific goals that you've defined for yourself. Yep. As opposed to going... I'm not allowed to use or like I'm not going to have fun using social because my business isn't making $100,000 this year or this month or whatever. Yeah. It's like that by whose standards, you know, like define it by your own standards. So for us, we make our enough number with our business. We get enough customers. All of the other things we're already doing are doing enough. So 
because social specifically watering Amefully's Instagram account is gravy on the top or icing on the top. Would you ever? You'd rather have gravy, of not icing. I'd rather have yeah, gravy. I'd rather have icing. Okay. Ooh, I don't like icing though. Can I have a different topping, like a Dressing? cream cheese frosting? Sure. It's kind of like icing. That is icing, actually. But it's not like super sweet. I want like the, like a little bit of okay. savory. I mean, you cookies. can have whatever icing you want. Oh, that's so nice of yeah, you. As long as it's moist. Go ahead. Also, you like cookie icing. Cookie icing. When we ice the cookies at Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Christmas cookies specifically. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that was the seed of the idea. And so then I – and then I also was noticing from a strategic perspective, I started noticing how many accounts in my feed were reels. Mm. And it was a lot. And I realized very quickly, oh, it's not that everyone's doing reels. That's what you they want you to think, right? right. It's like, oh, missing out. It's Everybody's the, doing else. It's that Instagram is prioritizing reels. Our friend Al. Our friend Al Gorithm. Gorithm, yeah. If you've done our trainings before, you know Algorithm. He is super into reels because it's just a feature that they're trying to compete with TikTok and they're trying to get people to stay on the app longer and they know that these rabbit holes of 15-second videos will do that. And yep. so – I thought, well, let me just experiment, you know? And um, so I started watching some. And at first, I, I'll be totally honest, you guys. Like, I just thought they were the most ridiculous thing. Also, my my other stigma that I was kind of coming to it was TikTok and, like, dance videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, pointing and just, like, a lot of – they all looked the same to me. Yep. But then I started watching. And I found myself being entertained, educated, you know, informed. And I was like, oh, now that I've sort of gotten over myself and just decided I was too good for reels, <laughs> no, now I'm just like, this actually looks fun. And the inspiration started hitting me because the thing that I like about reels is it incorporates this new element of audio that is like a ton of, like, it breeds so many more creative possibilities. So it's like using a different, you know, popular music track, hopping on a trend, or one that I did so far that we've posted that did really well was all about like lowering your expectations when you're having a hard time um in life and it's just like lowering your expectations for yourself lowering the amount of things on your plate lowering your the volume of your self-talk your negative self-talk in your head and the audio I used was John Bellion's all-time low and so yeah. it just like paired up really nicely and I really liked that creativity of trying to think of the different audios and yeah. the message the storytelling quality of what am I trying to say and so I've just been experimenting with it and trying to think like basically I've put it for myself in three different categories, um, you know, little how to's and tutorial type reels, then stuff that's more business philosophy. So like stuff about slow growth and intention and just kind of differentiating ourselves from other coaches who want to be all about, you know, six and seven figures. And then the last category is just straight up silly. Yeah. It's just you and me, our personalities. Either you're going to like us or you're not. And if we're too silly for you, then move along. Yeah. If we had more time, we would do probably silly content all the time. Because do you remember when I said, Jason, let's batch these? Because I don't want to be like working on it every day. So for the first week, we batched them on a Saturday. Yeah. And I was like, and I did all my like little ideas. I knew exactly the ones I was trying to make. And I was like, okay, Jason, I'm going to need you for these ideas. And we filmed them together, and we had a blast filming them. Yeah. We were laughing so hard when I paired up your audio, oh, or yeah. my audio with That's your like, lip syncing. That, to me, is like our bit that I think could be the, the lasting thing we do with this. Yeah. Is just my audio with your face or your audio yeah, with my face, and yeah. just like have that be our fun so, little Yeah. So theme. to wrap all of that up, I think with Instagram Reels, it took me kind of getting over myself and getting over this idea of looking silly or... 
I don't know, like I didn't want to be like a part of the trend because yeah. I was like cooler than the trend. It's like, yeah. no, like, no, you're not. Just, yeah. just hop in and be with everyone who's there and just get over yourself. Go into it with an open mind and curiosity. Do it for your own creative expression and not because you feel like you're missing out. Um, and then experiment. And you don't know what type of reels are going to work and what aren't, but have fun trying, yeah, which is if, the same thing we say with all types of exactly. content on Instagram. Question. Yeah. Uh, logistically, how much time does it take to make one reel versus one post or one one story? Oh, that's so hard to say. Oh, that was another thing. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, let me answer your question first. Keyword is skill. Okay. Um, it's really hard to say because of all of the prep work. Right. So for me, the prep work is a lot, not a lot more, but I would say it's roughly the same. Less than a carousel. Carousel takes quite a bit of time right, because of the design. Whatever, yeah. yeah, slider. Um, and but definitely more time than just a graphic post. So it sits somewhere in the middle for me. Um, but now that I've worked up and I know the tools better, it's taking less and less time. And also I can batch the planning of it. Right. And I'm getting better at knowing like, okay, here's the, here's the point of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Here's the story. I, I write like a little a mini script of like what text I want. Yeah. The audio that I want. And then I put it all together. Um, My keyword though is skill. And so another reason why I finally decided I do want to try to post some reels is because I do think that video is is going to be and is but is going to continue to be a very important content creation skill. And I think the longer you wait to dive in because it's scary and it's overwhelming and there's so many tools, but the longer you wait to dive in, I do fear that you're missing out on a huge like opportunity for varying your content and creating yeah, and content going, that people want to spend time with and going where people's attention's going. Right. Because I think that's the thing, you know, if you look at Instagram, it's so much less about posts in feeds and it's more about stories, which are driven very much by video, you know, very little by photo these days and now reels, which are fully video driven. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, you're seeing the content shift even just in the platform and you may be someone who resist doing that because you're like well i'm good at posts you know but it's like you've probably seen your numbers plummet a ton because instagram just isn't showing those anymore because those aren't the things that are really popular and yeah. the algorithm um doesn't want to show them so so unfortunately basically what we're saying is a very nuanced gray area thing of like you have to decide for yourself because yeah. You could listen to this entire thing and just be like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing my posts on Instagram, my yep. single image posts, and I don't care. I'm not going to go, ch you know, chase chasing trends. And that is, I would say, good for you because listen to your own intuition and not anybody, including us. Um, but also, you might listen to this and say, you know what? It is time for me to experiment and branch out and, and try some of these new things and not be so afraid. Yeah, I think if anything, it's just a really good example, this specific episode of like, if anyone's pretending to tell you they have all the right answers, yes. they're just trying to sell you something or they're trying to like bolster their own success in this thing. And Whereas for us, like we have no, there's nothing that we can tell you uh, advice wise on any of these platforms that's going to benefit us at all. Yeah. And by the way, I think that's really important that you brought that up because I've listened to like two podcast episodes about reels because now I'm in it and yeah. I'm just curious. Um, and, and I do think that's very interesting of like, these people who are going to say like reels is the next thing and here's exactly what I know and blah, 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 blah. But what they won't speak to is the thought process that went into them deciding to go all in on it. Right. The hesitations they had, they won't go into the reasons not to do reels. So I feel like I hope that this conversation is a much more real, Ooh. In, 
a much more Instagram wheel inside look at the actual thought process of you know the waffling back and forth that can happen when you decide should I go for it or should I not I hope it gave you some clarifying questions to ask yourself so that you can just decide for yourself whether you want to table it for now or you do want to dip your toe into one of these platforms and like Jason said anyone who is trying to tell you they know for sure that this is your key to success is selling you something yep absolutely if they don't sound like Jason and I with a bajillion caveats <laughs> and actually devil's advocate no actually that exact thing that I said 20 minutes ago in this episode now I think something different if they're not giving you that gray area they are trying to sell you the easy way out god what a moist way to end that <laughs> That was so moist of you. So we're always going to bring you the complex answer. and Yeah, just... because starting a business, running a business, keeping a business growing is complex. Absolutely. It is not easy. It is not set it and forget it. There is it. not some secret that everybody knows that you don't yep. that's behind a paywall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, let's wrap this sucker up with our movies of the week. We had two interesting movies this weekend. Did we skip? We did skip a weekend. Well, should we? No, we're just going to skip over those. Okay. We're going to skip over those. Sorry. Everyone doesn't get to know what those two movies are, no unfortunately. Because we're going to go with the most recent ones. Okay, fine, fine, fine. All right. it's fresh. First up is a movie I could never remember the name of. Yeah. I kept saying it's a Keanu movie, Morgan Freeman, and I kept wanting to call it Executive Decision. No, you kept wanting to call it Event Horizon. Event Horizon. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which those are all the They're same all the same. That's why. 90s action movie. That is Event why. Event Horizon. <laughs> Executive Decision. Two words, something <laughs> happening, disaster, suspense. Yeah main character figures it out uh so we watched chain reaction the movie is called chain reaction <laughs> is with keanu reeves and morgan freeman and it is a 1996 gem it's a gem you guys it has a terrible low score of like 18 percent around and we thought it was gonna be so hokey because it's got 22 percent. we were we were equally excited for yeah. either good or hokey yeah it's early keanu we love keanu speed is like our top movie we watched yeah. out of our classic movie speed nights. is the height of keanu it really is. otherwise he's like not that great of an actor yeah. you know yeah, yeah. we all know this yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's very one note but we love him for it so very quick rundown of the movie chain reactions plot it is that a scientist a group of scientists figure out a clean energy solution and then there is something that happens a chain reaction hey. <laughs> i thought you were gonna give them everything no, did no, you no, see my eyes I get know, so big i was like I what know. are you doing i'm not about to do that i want people to go and experience this movie also rachel weiss rachel weiss, weiss rachel weiss is is in it as well yep. with keanu and yep. um she's great she, yeah. does, she does have some questionable like um, <laughs> hand hand movement acting <laughs> there's that a I, hug that i was a little oh, bit there's a hug. oh there's a hug that's, that's so amazing. bad guys if you watch this movie please, please dm us and let us know you saw the hug oh it's, it's so it's so we bad. had to rewatch it because i was like um, well, hold on Wait. was it a hug or yeah. was he trying to adjust something on a shelf because yeah. that is the most awkward hug i've ever seen in my life oh so anyway. it was so good so uh, great. yeah there's also some but truly it was a better movie than we even thought like it yeah. was like this is an enjoyable movie absolutely like, i would put it up there with like independence day like to okay, me okay you need to calm the <laughs> f down no 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 no. hey strike it from the record he just put it no every person now their expectations are going to be up here no no keep your expectations super low you but just for me, it's like on the same level. I'm so mad at you. That's <laughs> actually incorrect, and you should take it back. Like, Independence Day is a objectively great movie. I thought Chain Reaction was an objectively great movie. No, they're not on the same playing field. All right, fine. No. I have a different playing field no, no, than no, you do. No, no, no. But it definitely should have been over 50% on Rotten. Yeah. Uh, 
there's a fun fact about Keanu. He like didn't break his leg, but like had like a accident hockey injury. Yeah. Hockey injury before filming of this. So like you can kind of see when he runs that he like kind of is hobbled. Uh, and it's just like, it looks a little awkward at times when he's trying to it's run. He was injured. He, he fought through it. Yeah. Uh, it was our second movie. So anyway, chain reaction would definitely recommend. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So second movie <laughs> was <laughs> Barb and star go to Vista Del Mar. So uh, most of the times it's classic movie. Night. Yeah. We're trying to watch a classic movie, yeah. but Saturday was a particularly tough day for you, uh, with news from your dad and then shingles. So we just wanted something that yeah. was like, we had yeah. a very specific request for the second movie and nothing was really hitting the spot. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, I think I saw someone on Twitter mentioned that Kristen Wiig's new movie is out. Yeah. And, Oh God, guys, I was so not prepared. Like oh. I thought it'd be funny. Yeah. But the absurdity. Yes. And I was not prepared for it. the yeah. first scene. Oh, I don't want to ruin fantastic. it. No, no, I don't, don't ruin, ruin it. it. No, uh, this is one where we're not even going to give you any plot details. I would say if you love absurd comedies, absurd com- you, you got to really like silly, yeah. weird absurd things just you know like if you if you're a big fan of like lonely island music yeah, videos it's very much like an snl skit run amok absolutely if yeah. you like the snl skit movies you will appreciate this movie and you will enjoy it i'm not even gonna say it's a good movie as much as it was just so entertaining it was enjoyable we yeah. laughed throughout the entire thing i can't remember much of what happened at all there... <laughs> because there's nothing for your brain to hold on to exactly it's just like wait where did we go yeah. why are we there yeah there's a couple musical numbers that just come out of the blue uh, also the connection what's the connection between the two movies morgan freeman morgan freeman <laughs> uh so that's a fun little tidbit for you uh what was the guy's name the main guy what's his name jamie dornan he was fantastic. fantastic. His character was great. Damon oh, Wayans oh, makes I, an appearance in this movie. I haven't seen Damon Wayans in a movie forever. I also found out there's a term for that type of character now. Like a kind of like dumb, very handsome. They, oh, okay. They call him a himbo character. Himbo. Like a, like bimbo, a bimbo, but a himbo. Oh, and I'm here for the himbo. gender e- equalizing yeah, moment of a himbo character. Yeah, there have been those for a while. Oh, also this movie, I want you guys, if you watch this movie, please let me know if this this hits for you. Does it feel like you watched Austin Powers when you watch this movie? On LSD. Because it no, it's just like when I was watching, I was like, this feels like an Austin Powers made movie. Like, yeah. is there any connection in the directors, the producers, it does the writers? Feel very Austin Powers. There wasn't, but it clearly has a lot of influences. Yeah. Uh, especially the lair. Oh, the lair is it fantastic. It was so enjoyable. And it was the exact movie that I needed yeah. to just forget about the world for a little bit and Barb and Star. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Vista Del Mar. Oh my also, gosh. Also, being from Florida, there's just. It, it's know. got a couple little extra gems for yeah. us, but not even like you don't. You just no, but just, just if you know the vibe. concept of it's a vibe. hotels in Florida, you'll get well, it. Well, and also though, being from Florida, they're supposed to be in Florida, and like they're the Clearly, water is like yeah. the clearest blue Caribbean water. I'm like, yeah. this is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as they saw the first ocean shot, we're like, mm, Cancun. Like yeah. we're like, is it? and then it was filmed in Cancun. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Uh, all right. Well, those are our two movies we watched this weekend. If you watch those, we hope you enjoy them. Uh, just super fun. Also, chain reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Could not. <laughs> remember the name of that movie forever yeah uh all right that's it for this episode we hope you enjoyed our ramblings just kind of our discussion of you know should you check out these new social media apps these new apps that pop up should you spend your time maybe we gave you some answers maybe we didn't (laughs) maybe you're just really excited that you got to hear the word moist so many times on a podcast (laughs) maybe Uh, you're not and that was it uh all right everybody we appreciate you thank you so much for listening we will be back next week if caroline feels up to it we're taking it week by week week by week and uh that's it okay bye okay bye